Long as I got shoes. Hey, hey. Yes, sir. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Sabbath Morning Show. Yeah, yeah. Chuck. Zig. Zig in the house, the other illustrious co-host. We are here to bringing the news just from a Christian point of view. Amen. So, amen. I'm telling you, bro, we got to change the song to <laughs> to if you ever needed the Lord before, we sure do need him now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, what we, we got? We got a special show, show today. Yep. What we got? What we got? We got Happy. a special show today. We got Pastor Victor. Cleophas Bartley in the house. Yeah, sure. Yes, yeah, sir. He got an old spirit, man. You know his his real name is Cleophas, man. He got that old been an elder since he was three. Yeah, and here's here's a here's a special little uh tidbit of uh news for you. You know, you you're nobody until somebody it used to be that you were nobody until somebody Googled you. Word. Well now you're nobody until somebody dislikes your video. <laughs> and I was um, I was going through because right it's it's you know you can have the people that that you know and love watch you and they gonna like it, but when you reach out to somebody who don't agree with you, and they take enough time and energy to thumbs down that video, that's when you're doing something. And it just so happened that the video that we got our first dislike on mm. was the one that Pastor Bartley did. Oh man. So guess what? We're bringing him back. <laughs> and so since he's, he's a friend of ours and a friend of the show already, and if you ain't watched that video, go back, check out the Victor Circle episode. Uh, we, we, we went deep. Um, and guess what? Today, round two. So without further ado. We're going to pray, right? That's what we're going to No, we're going to bring this preacher on. The preacher going to pray. <laughs> preacher going to pray. And happy Sabbath to y'all listening with us live. We see y'all here. Happy Sabbath, Rachel. Happy Sabbath, Miss Goodwin. We see y'all. Happy Sabbath, Miranda. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. And here comes the preacher. What up? Yo, yo, yo. Hey, hey. What's good, man? Hey, man. Sabbath, peace, and blessings to everyone. Glad Sabbath, to be here, man. Sabbath, peace, and blessings. I like that. That's a new one. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Glad to be here. So go ahead and bless with a word of prayer before we get into it, man. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Lord, we thank you for the gift that you've given us to not just engage rest today, um, but to center our lives on this rhythm of, of work and rest. We ask as we reflect, discuss that you would not only be with us, but that we'd also be edified in community together. Uh, that with so much turmoil around, as was said at the beginning, if there is a time that we needed you, right now is that time. 
And, and so we ask that you will cater uh, to where we need comfort. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Peace and Sabbath blessings to you and your family, Pastor. Amen. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We need it all. We need it all. <laughs> oh, bro, bro, bro. The, 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 the triplet toddlers, man, are, are, are running the show out here. So uh, we we are uh, ever learning and, and ever uh, being taught. <laughs> that's 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 rough, bro. That's <laughs> I will never know the twin life. Praise God. You don't know that. I mean, somebody's got to do it right. Somebody's got to get that blessing. Man, somebody, it somebody, somebody. I'm glad it was you. <laughs> I'm glad it was you, a man of God. <laughs> right, right. Hey, listen, listen. Hey, hey. The, the, you hold that thing up. You, you look at the the idea of who you thought you were, and then you start. Uh, and then you have children, and they teach you, like, my goodness. <laughs> How far I have to go. <laughs> yeah. So man, it's it's a joy though. It's a joy that's, though the journey. Yeah, that's that's something else, man. Yeah, man, it is. It is. <laughs> Woo! Listen, it is, it when is. When we got hit, when we got hit with the with the uh, with the surprise that number mm-hmm. two was coming, mm-hmm. I had already had it in my mind, like, you know what, man, one kid ain't so bad. Yeah, you know all these people talking yeah. about you got to have this man. I was like, man, this kid is amazing. <laughs> I was like, I can still do whatever I want to do. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's it's a you you got a you can you can run like a zone defense. You got like two sure. people sure. for one kid. Sure. You like, bro? It's, it's true. It's but true. when you when you cross in the two kid territory and you do that man to man defense, it don't work. <laughs> Breaking your ankles, just completely breaking down the defense. Like, how does kid got so many moves? And they tag team. Yep. Then they run a screen on you. You're like, oh no, they got me. So yeah. Man, it it it's uh yeah. That's that's a whole nother show. That's a whole nother show. Absolutely. Shout out to all the parents out there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Big shout out to my wife, Wendy. Uh (laughs) wife, Dr. Wendy, and uh praise God for her. Um, Amen. For our relationship, marriage, love, and 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 for her uh, incredible work uh, in the ministry of motherhood. That's a whole ministry. People don't yeah. even know. People yeah. don't even know. Moms be doing stuff. Like you said, bro, that's a whole nother show. We'll go down that. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. Well, so, uh, to, uh, today's show, we got, there's so much happening. And, oh, and you know what's man. odd? It, it seems, there's so much happening, but ain't <laughs> ain't nothing changed in, in some ways. I mean, yeah. Sure. The, you know, the things that you know are popping off in our mind, and I think in our listeners' minds are the, the shooting of Dante Wright, mm-hmm. the, the terrible, uh, <laughs> the terrible noise in my background, but <laughs> the uh, the uh, being pulled over by cops. We saw the the soldier that that happened to the George that, Floyd trial. That was South Carolina. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. A couple of things happened to South Carolina. Yeah, man. It's uh so we wanna get it all into it and we wanna hear your thoughts as a as a preacher. How are we supposed to how are we supposed to to deal with such anger and wrath and injustice yeah. and all yeah. the emotions that I think we are feeling as a uh, black people? Yeah, man, I I believe that we have to treat it like grief. Um 
when you lose someone, the right that you have to feel the pain of the loss, we have not been given the right generally in religious spaces to feel. Um, and when I say religious spaces, I'm speaking specifically to the Seventh-day Adventist context. Mm. Um, <clears throat> in other in other denominations in, in, in the Black church at large, and, and I say the Black church because uh, our denomination typically is not classified within that um, because it is um, it leans more evangelical and uh, to be led. It's white led, uh, for, for lack of better terms. Um, it's not classified within that. And so um, obviously there's a sector within regional conferences and whatnot. But uh, but by and large, when you speak to those in Christendom at large, that, that we don't necessarily get that classification. And so I think historically, at least from, from my perspective and, and how I grew up, it was just uh, almost kind of like the sentence of you, um, you know, some, this world is crazy, but God is good. And, yes, and you just yes. kind of move, you just kind of move on and worship. And uh yeah, and so I, I believe that we we ought to give ourselves permission to be human, and I think being human in a caste system that we are at the bottom rung of is an act of subversion, um, because the primary one of the things that has been socialized into uh, those of the African diaspora is that they must be superhuman um, and not just human. So you think about these situations where these various, um, for example, the one in, in Minnesota with uh, with Dante right. and uh, Kimberly, ex-officer uh, 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 Kim, that that is, you know, yelling taser and so on and so forth. Um <laughs> Kind of the narrative is this. She has a right to panic, but he doesn't. Right. 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 So if he goes, why is he reaching back to his car? Well, why is she panicking? Right. So it, it it's like so the right to be an individual and to be human. And, and I'll take it a step further to operate below what a rational human should do is given to those of the dominant caste. Um, while those in the subservient caste, you gotta walk tighter. <laughs> you, you, you can't make a mistake. You have you can't show pain. You gotta be a robot almost. Yeah, and you Just know that's a, to survive. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point because yeah. you know it's on both sides of it too, right? We're kind of raised like we have to be better. We have to mm -hmm. prove ourselves. We have to mm -hmm. act mm -hmm. a certain way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's two it's twofold because we're, we were raised in that type of environment and we get treated like that when we when we don't act superhuman to your point. Absolutely. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it's the what you got to work. You got to be twice as twice. smart and uh, work twice as hard, twice as hard. just yeah. to get a semblance of the same recognition. Sure. Sure. And and the thing is, I think at these points of grief is an invitation to be human. Um, mm -hmm. 
is is an invitation to be human and to express the anger, uh, to express the hurt. Again, uh, and, and and when I say sp- express, I'm prim- primarily speaking about feeling it, um, not suppressing it, not trying to push it away, but but sitting with your feelings. Um, yeah, we, we are good for, especially with those feelings that we classify as negative. I, I heard you doing a, sh- a show and an interview and talking about kind of the idea of negative feelings. But the idea, right. the, the feelings that we classify as negative, we are quick to get rid of them. Right. We want to suppress them. We don't want to sit with them if we, you know. And, and and so I believe that the reoccurrence of these things is really the invitation to do that uncomfortable work. And, um, you know, it's again, it's not something that we are taught to necessarily do. Um, but I believe for the purpose of health and healing um, and 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 maturity, I, I do believe that the work is necessary. And 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 frankly, I do believe it to be immature to just try to um, act as though it didn't happen, as though this is just normal, the way things are, and um, just a coincidence kind of deal. Um, I, I believe that that is the immature position because, it, for instance, if you lose, if you lose a family member, and you show up, and you show up to wherever the family is gathered and act like that person ain't died. Like everybody gonna be looking at you like you're crazy, right? <laughs> right, right. They're gonna look at you like you're crazy, and so essentially trying to do that same thing when we are a part of, and again, granted, while we may not have the um, biological connections to um, the people that have experiences, it triggers deep connections for us because we have experienced some semblance to of that. Um, maybe it didn't end in death. Um, but uh, just as I was watching that whole uh, exchange between the sergeant yeah. and uh, the kid, it triggered for me something that I pushed to the back of my mind, but my body didn't forget. Yeah. So if, if people don't, don't know what we're talking about, um, in South Carolina, in a subdivision, um, a army drill sergeant from was that Fort Jackson, mm-hmm. um, uh, essentially kind of uh, invaded the space of harassed, physically assaulted, uh, threatened a a what? And I don't know how old the the young man is, um, but this this young black male as he was walking down the street. And so the exchange, and I, I, I agree with you, uh, Vic, like the exchange was, it was very, very, very uncomfortable for me. Um, and and not not to like uh, remove the stigma, but it was, it was almost like, uh, the truth of it is like, it was anxiety inducing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. As you're watching this, even though the the headline doesn't say that he died, like this is how these things happen. Absolutely. Um, and so you have one person um, asserting their authority over another when they are both human. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Stake, even when the guy says, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you doing in this neighborhood? And he, mm-hmm. 
I'm walking. Mm-hmm. And so then walk then. But you need to walk out of here because you don't belong here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. and it cut. And I was like, God. Like, but again, it's like I think the anxiety was kind of like the thought that something's about to happen. Um, it's funny. My daughter says she doesn't like to watch suspense, suspenseful shows. <laughs> she, don't like, she don't like the feeling of not knowing what's about to happen next. And, mm-hmm. and in that instance, and, I, and I'm pretty sure if we all kind of took a took our post, we all kind of felt like what is about to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, right. And so this idea of, you know, uh, my wife says in the comments, feel your feelings. Um, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The the and the and the the, the comments that you had mentioned about uh, there are no negative feelings, right? There are only negative actions. Sure, um, absolutely. That came came from uh, check out our, our other other friend D Rich uh, Journey Fellowship on a uh, Facebook. Um, we got a whole month long series on yeah. uh, essentially what I'm going to bundle up into emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. um, and so. But yeah, how do we, again, I agree with you 100% that this is a shared moment of trauma and the idea that some people would say um, that's just how it is or or even make excuses, right? He should have been in that neighborhood. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, again, all of this stuff is you find just regurgitation of history. Um, The responses, um, the ideas that, you know, well, you've got to do better in avoiding this type of stuff. And, you know, just, just, just the, you know, just, just just comply. Comply is all you have to do. And so (laughs) it's like, well, do you know how many people have been murdered through complying? Um, So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's the reality that as new as it sounds, I think that's also it's it's a compounded type of grief that's extremely complex because you aren't just rehashing old wounds, but you are <laughs> you're dealing with fresh ones, too. Right. Right. And so you're dealing with infection on top of the old wound. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's really complicated. And it's never allowed to heal. And it's you know, never allowed to completely heal. And and it's a it's an invisible wound. And so we talk about that too about grief and trauma. It's invisible, and so you have this wound that you know you would hope you know you which is crazy that you hope not for healing. Sometimes you like I just wanted to scab over. Just some level of relief. Yeah. 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 But you don't even yeah. get that. But yeah. what does healing look like? So I think we have to redefine it. I really do. Um, the ideal, I believe, is the picture that we get in Revelation 21, where the Bible declares that and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. We've traditionally used that to in to to support the idea that there will be, of course, no death, no pain and so on and so forth in heaven, but almost subconsciously this idea that God will just erase our memories mm. when we get there. And when we when you read that passage carefully, it's not saying that. What it's saying is that God will bring closure mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. the divine therapist to what we went through here, 
So God is wiping away tears. Mm. Yeah, not erasing them. Absolutely. So (laughs) if God is wiping, God is addressing the therapeutic, the, 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 the need for therapy that has been created by what people went through here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I believe that that ultimate healing is what John speaks about in Revelation 21. Uh, in the meantime, as we hold on to that ultimate picture of, of therapy and and sitting down, so to speak, on the cosmic counselor's couch, <laughs> we, 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 we have to live in between the space of getting easy and accessible victories. Mm. Because one of the things that happens is when we aim too far, we, we compound our challenge by adding disappointment with unrealistic expectations. And so I believe that it's necessary to get small wins, um, you know, small wins in and and begin to build those small wins up. Um, And so some of those ways, I believe, are found in Scripture that we aren't really encouraged to do. Um, Mm. But but one of the ways I believe is uh, what do you wait, 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 what do you mean? We're not. I want you to stay with it. But what do you mean we're not encouraged to do it? Because this we kind of. Uh, and again, this is I, I want to focus too a lot on we missed a lot of things. We could we didn't have enough time. Right. So I guess this is just part two of a continued series. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, sure. And we'll have to come back to talk about this, too. But when you talk about we're not encouraged to do it, one of the things we also talked about last time was um, this idea of ministry versus programming. OK, yeah. Um, and so so before you get into. Um, you know, what we can do to get that small victory, Um, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, why you think we're not encouraged to do it. Um, Again, I'm speaking from the the seventh day Adventist context. Um, And, and, and that's, that's the only context that I can, I wouldn't say authoritatively, but with some level of subject matter expertise, speak on. It's been my it's it's my tradition. You know, it's, it's what mm-hmm. I know. It's it's how I was raised. Um, it's what I studied um, and, and as a seminary student. Um, it's what I've lived as a, a pastor of eight years. So. It's it's my experience. So so this is I, I do want to provide that disclaimer. And then the other disclaimer, right? We don't work for the conferences. That's right. Oh you yeah, you all do not you work say. for the <laughs> you all don't work for the conferences. I do. And so I will keep that in mind, but at the same time, I won't disc- <laughs> I, I, I will tell the truth. There is there is the reality of our system that it I would classify as a moderate white supremacist denomination. That's a mm-hmm. hard that's a hard pill to swallow. I know mm-hmm. somebody that just heard that. When you let, look that, at, let that sink in. Feel okay, your feelings. I'll stop for a second. Let let let, let some people feel their feelings on that one. <laughs> well not just that maybe expound give some why, I why, am, why would you say that? Why would you I say am that? I am I am so I wanted to take a second to to slowly walk through this. Okay, so when we look at the leadership of organizations, and again, 
granted as well. It's not just and okay. So yeah, I'll just walk through this. So when we take a look at the leadership of organizations, it's not just because there are consistently and exclusively almost only white males, but also for the fact that since its initial origins, the church has never been majority white. Mm. So, so after about the first, you know, 20 to 30, 15 to 20 years or so, and they began to share this message and particularly became involved in the abolition movement. And, and I'll talk a little bit about that in just a moment. Um, again, this is post-1844. There was the spreading of the Advent message to all the world. Um, and so when you think about, obviously, it hits Europe. But the reality is, just as it is in the world, the majority of the world is not European. Like right. the, the majority of the world is, are other huge uh or or what is classified today as BIPOC. Um and so when you have the majority of and just speaking now and you can look back as you know uh, for the 150 years you will find this consistently that no matter what the demographics of the people are, leadership has not changed. Mm. Right. So so leadership has not changed. That's not an accident. Mm. Okay. Le leadership has not changed. There is also the same disparities that we see within how funds are distributed um, between regional and state conferences. Again, there's our, we have our own. Uh, thank, thanks, thanks, Candice. Uh, the, the BIPOC. Um, thank you. I, I should have given that definition. Thank you for, for <laughs> explaining the acronym. <laughs> You got to, we got to, we got an audience. Ain't right. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Echelon. Listen, we, we, we learned it. We not just, we not just talking here. We here to learn. No, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So the disparities in how funds are distributed is present here as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there, that's there one of my soapboxes too. So yeah. So there, there is, there is that practice, not just practice, but there is policy that supports that. Right. Um, so we we have those two elements and, and I could go through a list. I could go through a list of, of many others. But um, again, one of the other things of, of white supremacy is to subjugate, supporting the subjugation of women, um, so on and so forth. And so we, 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 we find, we, we find all of the ingredients that are present in, white supremacist society present within the Adventist church. Um, now, here's the reality. For example, and, what would be an example of that? Of what? I think, like, um, so I want to hear, me, so my question would be, yeah, so for right. example, so Charles was asking for an example, um, like a very specific example. My guess, right. like when you talked about the way that funds are distributed, mm -hmm. you have a, a predominantly um uh, uh, multicultural uh, denomination where all sure. the funds go to a a just one group of people to distribute the so, funds back to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. that so, so, 
so yeah, that's that's essentially so the way our church is structured, um, the local churches send the funds, tithes, the other um, conference and church, world church um, auxiliaries, uh, send that money to GC. And from GC, the money is sent back to the local conference unions, uh, conferences, and then the local churches. Right. So what I'm saying is in the distribution of the the redistribution of the money that's been collected by the global body, it is there is a disparity that favors the dominant cast, um, the dominant cast conferences, as opposed to those that are of BIPOC leadership. I told you, bro. Is that is that a factor though of the? One may argue that maybe that's a factor of the finances given distributed originally from each each area. So because there's already a wealth gap between these two these two groups of people, one would argue that the one that has the larger wealth would then get the same get a larger distribution back than the one that has a smaller amount of wealth. So the challenge with that is it's inconsistent with the model that's been set up. So the idea is that and again and this is the challenge of institutions in general. There are going to be some holes. There are going to be some flaws. You know, there's just going to be some politics. Sure. It's just the reality. So it's natural bias we all have. It, it just it just happens. So the the reality is that the the structure is set up to to just to support primarily to not just only receive funds, but to support those that um that don't have the equal amount that the larger or the more fluent populations of groups have in order for everybody to get an equal share and so it's based on this communal idea that we support one another in the same way that the ancient uh system was set up that you don't plow your corners Right. You leave the corners of your field and plow. That was the systematic way of ensuring that people didn't go hungry uh, who did mm. not own the mm. field so that they would not have to go into slavery, so that they would not have to go into temporary servitude. So it, it's these various practices that are kind of based <laughs> on that 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 Old Testament or communal uh, concept that that are being um that are at the basis of it. Um, but when you look at how it's actually distributed, um, who gets funds from the, 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 the union, like it's, 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 it's verified. Like, and, and I'm saying this because this is what's being shared with us at our meetings. We're seeing the actual figures. Um, yeah. So, I know one of the big examples that came through a couple of years ago, and at least in our conference, was like the the difference between the campgrounds. Like mm -hmm. you can, like it's visual, right? Mm -hmm. You can see, like I can't, like in my mind, I'm like, well, why are there two separate campgrounds? And I get like the historical reference, but then it's, it's kind of like but equal, right? And then you you get this, which is again. <laughs> 
white supremacy <laughs> tenets being lived out in yeah so but yeah but yeah we'll, we'll go ahead so i think those are, are are two good examples um yeah and so um and you were talking about the uh we're not taught um to Correct. view view these things Correct. so what are the, what are the things that we're not taught like or, or that you said that there are scriptures that if we followed it correctly, we'd be able to um, see, but those aren't messages that are being taught. So now we understand the why, right? Because mm -hmm. subjugation and supremacy is all about power consolidation. Um, <clears throat> and so, and especially with the changing demographics of our country, right? So the, mm -hmm. so in actuality, you know, they keep talking about at some point um, within the next 10 years, actually. They the, moved it up, okay. Yeah, they moved like the timeline has moved up. It used to be like 2050 and now right. it's like 2035 okay. and now we're looking at like 2030 the mm. um what you what you call <laughs> the uh dominant caste system mm -hmm. uh our 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 non-melanated brothers and sisters will mm -hmm. become mm -hmm. the minority group. However, mm -hmm. they will still mm -hmm. maintain power. Uh and so what is it that we um need to do learn um and essentially it's the things that we haven't been taught right so that's what you were going yeah so so when we come to scripture there are a couple of things that we have to there are a couple of layers of biases that we have to acknowledge so we have our personal bias that is the lens that we see the world and life through oftentimes based on how we grew up so that's a huge component. So I relate to God based on how I saw my parents or mm -hmm. how I saw things unfolding. So that's the first kind of line of reasoning that we employ as we interpret scripture. And so even though, you know, our worldviews, 21st century, their worldview was, you know, at least 2000 years ago for the New Testament and six eight you know we aren't getting into all the numbers about that so we're, we're talking about millenniums ago right of, right of a world difference and so our first bias that we have to overcome is our personal one uh not assuming that the way i think is the way that they thought okay not assuming that the way that i do life is the way that they do life Mm -hmm. um so that's 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 the first level of bias that that we most overcome the other bias is that as that as adventists um there are certain theological ideas that um are general in christendom that we differentiate and disagree with dissent and disagree with so we've got to understand how those biases, those worldviews can impact how we also read the text. Then so for that as, first point, go ahead. Sorry, for that first point, brother, how, how do we overcome our personal bias when we're reading the Bible? I think we. I, one of the things that I seek to practice is I don't know anything. Um, I come to the text every time assuming that I don't know anything. Um, familiarity with the text gives us a certain arrogance mm. um, that can cause us to be uh, delusional about our bias. 
Um, and so we don't like to really say that. And again, this is kind of going to a theological uh, presupposition within Adventism that we know the truth. Right. So, so that's, that's something <laughs> we gotta socialize. We gotta Not just that we know it, we own it and we got a patent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so this is, this is going against the grain of those type of, and, and, and even the way of those type of thought patterns and thought processes. So I've got to come with this to the, to to scripture with this humble and open position that not only may not i don't know as much as i thought i did um but that i also could be wrong Ooh, that's a big one so 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 it it starts it starts with openness to that and in openness to that is is interwoven with with prayer Right. So I'm not just praying, Lord, teach me, but I'm also doing the active internal work of self-reflection. Like, what am I bringing or what am I assuming? Um, what am I trying to prove? Am I trying to prove the text to do something so that I can tell somebody else? Or am I just trying to grow to understand myself with greater clarity and understand God for greater confidence? So it. You know, so those type of questions, I believe, are are at the base of addressing some of the personal, uh, some of the personal biases. Um, and then after I kind of give these three, I'll give an, a text example and then jump to what I believe we have been discouraged from employing. So um, there's so you have the personal layer, then you have the theological layer, like understanding. Um, uh, that there are some, there are some that everybody is taught by somebody, right? So there are some viewpoints that we have that others may not have, other Christians may not have because their way, who taught them, taught them differently, right? And so sometimes we say, I've heard it said with within our circles, uh, well, I don't get why people just don't get it. It's like, well. They weren't taught that way. Right, <laughs> as simple right, as that. Right, right. Like, when your paradigm is a certain way, you do certain things. And then I'll throw out an example, just like you weren't taught this. And they look like, oh, okay. So, um, so yeah, so we have the theological. As people of color, and particularly, I'll say Black people, there's an additional layer that we have to see through. And this one may be the most difficult because it's the, it's the presupposition of oppression. So we've got to read, we've got to read past our personal biases. We've got to read past our theological biases. And then we've got to read past the orientation to oppressors. Mm. So let, what, let, is, let, what is that exactly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is the the ideas of oppression that are supported um how, how do i say this essentially the ideas of social systems that co-opt christianity in order to push their agenda so so for example for example i'll, I'll give a, a quick example so we're traditionally taught that moses murdered the egyptian mm -hmm. right Okay, that's that's incorrect. Right. That's an oppressive way of reading the text without understanding the systems that are tied to. Mm. 
You mean okay. the movie was wrong? Prince okay. of so Egypt. Prince of Egypt was wrong. So so watch this. So watch this. It was unintentional death, but it was not murder. Mm. Okay. So so watch what happens. So and again, this is this is from taking off my lens of the personal, the theological. So like I've been taught that as a child. Like I believe that you know to kill somebody is to murder. Maybe maybe a paradigm that that may be flawed but but then at the oppressive level what happens in society is the treatment of those of the subordinate caste and again i'm, I'm intentionally not using the word minority because i i, I think that's a problematic term but mm. those of the subordinate caste and and those that are familiar with um if you haven't read the book um it's it's one that i highly recommend by isabel wilkerson cast uh, the origins of our discontent. Um, but in there, she talks about the the concept that there is an artificial hierarchy that is created of humanity within societies for the purpose of, again, monopolizing and controlling power um, permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those that are placed at the bottom are intentionally done in order to maintain control, power, self-interest of those at that are placed arbitrarily at the at the highest um and so she compares the caste system of india to the unspoken caste system of america yeah right and so she essentially takes the concept and say you know we often talk in terms of race and racism so on and so forth but she says that's more like surface stuff the roots of racism is caste that we've never addressed. Yeah. And if you don't know, uh, the caste systems in India will still designate someone black, even if they are white, based off the caste system that they belong to. Absolutely. 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 So that so 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 that idea that so essentially within that there is the that those of the lower caste don't get the same treatment, don't get the same treatment that those in the higher caste. So you got to remember Moses's Moses's circumstance. He is he's been adopted as Egyptian, but is known as Semitic and Hebrew. Mm. Okay, so 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 to let me kind of paint that 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 is the proverbial uh house negro. Right, right. Okay, okay. So, so, so he's the proverbial house negro, that and 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 I'm and I'm keeping it sanitized because I, I, I right, 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 right. Okay, okay. So, so <laughs> he, he he is he's being given privileges, even though it's widely known that he's from another caste. And you know, I always found that interesting because in a lot of the movies, they always make seem like he didn't know. Like it's always right, like this right. surprise, like oh, I'm I'm Hebrew. What? Right? What? What do you so mean? Again, again <laughs> this is a part of the oppressive theological framework that has been that that social structures have hijacked in order to um, pass it off as Christianity, mm. but it's really just the socializing ideas yeah. that 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 are that are deceptively. Uh, taught as Christianity, so 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 he is he is this uh, house Negro, right? Mm-hmm. And he yeah. decides that I no longer want the privileges, 
So mm. this is a slap in the face to their system because, again, the intent is hoping that he will permanently be loyal to us because of what we've done for him. Ooh, mm. That's deep, man, because then the thought that I have next is that by him doing that and them putting him on that pedestal, it automatically kind of subjugates everyone else. Correct. So watch this. So watch this. He he bucks against the system and uh -huh. he says, I don't want this. Right. So the way the text frames it is he decided to suffer with the people of God, um, not enjoying the pleasures of, of Egypt. But what is what is actually also being said is this isn't just a spiritual move. This is a political one, too. Mm. OK, so mm. so he's no longer affiliated. So watch this because he no longer accepts the privileges. He no longer gets the protection. Right. Okay. So so now when he goes to oppose, when he is operating in the position of the privilege, and if he were to oppose those that were doing wrong, it may have been treated differently. But the incident with the Egyptian happens after he no longer wants to be identified as Egyptian. Mm. Okay. So he's lost the privileges and the protection. Right. Mm. So 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 what happens is he sees one being assaulted nearly to the point of death. And the text says that he goes and avenges him. Mm. That's that's the setup for it. So he's going to defend him. Watch this. And to bring justice to the injustice. Mm. So the, the, mm. the, 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 the narrative of that time was I for an I two for two. So obviously it he took it too far. Okay, we can we can say that. That's where that's where he was wrong. He took it too far. Okay, but it was accidental, right? It, it it was not. He didn't go in with the intent of murdering. He was operating as an avenger. So you're saying his intention was actually to <laughs> he's as the the missing avenger, but his intention was to uh, perhaps beat him like he beat the slave. Absolutely. Right. Like how that's do you like it? it? Let's see how yeah. you like it. That's exactly mm. what it is. And Let it go. Language, Check out your Bible people. Read that Exodus. So the Hebrew <laughs> language testifies to this. Mm. So the first time that we find murder or the word kill in scripture is with Cain and Abel. Right. Right. So the word for that is kill in English. But the definition in, in Hebrew or the picture in Hebrew is of intentional murder by premeditation. Mm. So the same English word kill is used when we come to Moses, but the word in Hebrew is not the same. Mm. And why right. so, so it it is while it's while because we don't have different words necessarily for for all of the nuances that ancient languages have, you know, just slap one word on it to kind of communicate the idea. And and this is just in general a challenge of this is in general a challenge of translating from one language to another. It still sure. happens today. Uh, my wife's native tongue is Chichewa of uh, Malawi. And there are times where I'll, she'll, she'll be speaking the native uh, tongue and I'll ask her what she said. And she'll have to think for a second. She says, I'm going to give you the best transliteration possible because there aren't enough words. There aren't words in the English language to communicate what we're saying in the language of Chichewa. So that mm -hmm. happens still today in translation. So right. it, 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 it will inevitably happen with the translation of ancient languages uh, to modern languages. So you have the same word being used in English, 
but in Hebrew, they're two different words. So watch this, what happens when the, when the, after the incident happens. And again, now Moses saying, oh shoot, this joint went too far. He is afraid of how it's going to look on him. Okay. So he comes back. He doesn't immediately run away. Right. He doesn't immediately run away, but he comes back the next day and now he sees another dispute happening between two Hebrews and he intends to stop them from fighting with each other. And they mm -hmm. say, what are you going to do? Kill him. So watch this. Now they have interpreted what he did as murder. Mm -hmm. Even though the text in the Hebrew doesn't call it murder. Right. Right. And so the next step it says is that Pharaoh heard about him killing an Egyptian. And so watch this. By the time the news media gets a hold of the story, it's been upgraded to murder before a trial has even happened. Mm. Now, if that don't sound familiar. Wow. So, so again, this is when I take off the oppressive lens of assuming <laughs> that the subordinate person, the, the, the person of the subordinate cast has done the worst evil. And I see the text for what it's actually communicating. And obviously there's some there's some advantage that I have because I have some level of understanding the, the ancient language, uh, some limited understanding of understand of the ancient language. But well, be you that know what? A, if people read an amplified Bible. Well, well here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. There are certain terms that that even are in English that if we just read right. more slowly, we would catch. So Yep. If you and one of the things I encourage people to do is read multiple versions. Uh, there is this um, unnecessary commitment. I'll use that word. Unnecessary commitment to the King James Version. Right. It's a translation. Yeah. yeah, it is a translation. So others are translations. They all have their flaws because translations are flawed. Right. Because it's not the original. Um, so what I encourage people to do is take two to three different versions and use them comparatively, mm. um, to use them comparatively. And some of these things just honestly come out. If you take the time to study the English, yeah. um, you, and even when I say read the Amplified, my, like my Bible is a parallel Bible. So sure. one side is, go. one side is like NASB. The other side is Amplified. And then you're there right. You and it, to go from one to the next, I'll often read it and go, you know, you look at the amplified side and that one verse is like half a page. And then you look at the NASB and it's like three lines. And mm -hmm. you go, mm -hmm. that's a lot missing in terms of sure. translation. Sure. Sure. You know, sure. And, and to speak to your point, too, about kind of I, I like how you uh, the allegory you created about how about it, like how it it almost mirrored, you know, the media mm -hmm. because oftentimes what you'll see with, with a lot of these things that happen, they try to, you know, you know, drum up uh, past histories or mm -hmm. criminal records of people. And you're kind of like, this man was, you know, when you think of, even about George Floyd, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. the, there were certain aspects of the media before we even understood how long, the officer had kneeled on his neck. We had already heard about his drug history. 
his his arrest profile, right, his all arrest these things right, to yeah. to try him before we even got to court. So here's or the thing: got to court on something that he wasn't even, you know, when it, I think the I don't even we don't even know what happened to the counterfeit bill or if it was counterfeit. So according to the so according to the to the testimony, the 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 tendant, the cashier knew that it was counterfeit. But right, right, but, right. but but here's 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 the thing though. When you come back, for example, to, to the narrative of Moses, and we miss the fact that we are ignoring the injustice of the Egyptian. Like we're socialized to do that. Mm-hmm. Like to further victimize the victim right and to give the oppressor some type of license to not be held accountable right right, right so right. so and you you have multiple layers that expose our oppressive mindsets when we come to that text right so that's and and that's just that text um, and so you you have, um, so related um, to that, yeah. What would you would you would you say then that if we're using this biased lens, zero central lens, is that type of interpretation then blasphemous? Uh, I would say that it is. But here's here, here, I'm, I'm careful about using certain words um, because. I mean, it's not blasphemous. It's it's, it's just um, ignorance, and not ignorance in a derogatory term, right? It's, 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 it's a combination. It's a combination of things. Depending on depending on, I think for many people, I would agree that it is out of ignorance. But then it also can, once you become exposed to these things, it can be a comfort, right? Right. Because it's, it's like what the slave owners did intentionally, right? They would absolutely. take scripture right, 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 to right. keep people enslaved to say, well, based absolutely. on the Bible, you should be enslaved. Well, that, absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. So it, it can initially be ignorance, and then sometimes it can be a comfort. Um, sometimes it can just be easier not to have to deal with wrestling with this stuff. Right. Right. And so and so some may just say, you know what, I'm going to keep the lens that I have because this is what I know. This is what I grew up on. Da, 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 so on and so forth. And so I I, I want to be careful about blasphemy because with the term blasphemy, there is some uh, there's some connotation of of ill intent um mm. that is being that is a motive and so um of course we hear that term a lot in the the new testament as it relates to jesus you're being blasphemous because they were they were seeing what he was doing and jesus was being intentional but what they were calling ill intent was actually just him declaring the truth right. um and so i want to be careful i do believe that there are some that are doing it with that intent uh, but I I believe by and large for those of us that are that have been within America have been labeled in the subordinate cast. I believe many times it's out of ignorance, out of comfort, or it's just easier not to have to do all of that right. dissecting. Yeah, the, I immediately start thinking about um, the differences between denominations that uh, promote what it means to speak in tongues. Uh-huh. Like that that's mm-hmm. the thing like my example yeah absolutely so i i said all of that to say there are i, I said all of that to come to one of the examples 
in scripture that we aren't encouraged to do. <laughs> uh, and, and that is the imprecatory Psalms. And those are the prayers that call for God to get them. Uh, somebody was just talking about that. I feel like yeah. I just yeah. talked to the lady that. that did the prayer. She made the prayer. Yeah, yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. God okay. helped me to hate white people. That's where her kind of background was. But everyone read that first paragraph. I was like, this is the most racist thing I've ever seen. Right. In, yeah. in the yeah. She hates white people. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's again, that's a whole nother topic of, of that's a whole different level of socialization. So <laughs> we have we have almost never really been taught on these. Like I've been to seminary, I've been, you know, I've pastored for eight years and like I began to explore this because I began to educate myself more. Right. And they're there. Like there are quite a few um, that are dedicated to just this kind of imprecatory language. And there are sections within a lot of Psalms where it is included. And it is essentially the call on God to perform justice in the evil that is experienced in the world. So it's to get them Lord prayers. Um, right. And so I believe that writing these out can be therapeutic. I believe that writing your own prayer where you have the writing in general is there has has its form of therapy but i think particularly engaging in um you know expressing yourself authentically and vulnerably to god in this type of prayer i think um particularly for those in uh of 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 black um of the black experience uh, i believe to be therapeutic now obviously it's going to feel very uncomfortable because again we've been socialized <laughs> With this idea that we aren't to be angry, that we're to be but, superhuman, right? right? But so mostly, this, I think it's going to be uncomfortable for the oppressor, right? 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 And I'm not saying that you necessarily got to make it public, right? Because sometimes making it public can compound the grief that you're already under, right? So you're wanting to practice healing, right? And and sometimes some of the great things, some of the healing that needs to play, take place needs to happen in private, right? It it, it doesn't necessarily need to be public. Um, so it's, um, I think engaging in that. So one of the probably classic ones is Psalm 137, where the, the, the Israelites, uh, the Jews now, I guess are classified as they are, um, in Babylon and they are weeping and mourning and they're saying they want us to sing these songs. We ain't singing those songs for them. Um, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, um. But but this is this is what Psalm uh, 137 says. And then at the end of it, it says, may the Lord uh, essentially blessed be the one that dashed their kids head on rocks. Oh, yeah, I remember uh, that. I remember yeah. And, it's, and, and that, the psalm just, just, ends like that. <laughs> yeah. The psalm ends like that. So you're just like. Is maybe they didn't mean that. They did mean that, right? Mm. <laughs> That's what the psalm is. It's an imprecatory psalm. So one of the things that I don't think we think about enough is the fact that God knows what our heart really is. We do more hiding from ourselves than we actually do from God. Oh, that's deep. And so writing these type of honest thoughts, feelings, desires out, 
um, for justice in a prayer is doing two things. I am coming to terms with how I honestly feel. I am expressing to God at the same time how I honestly feel. And, you know, I'm acknowledging that I'm human, Hmm. right? Because again, part of the socialization is to make us more responsible and make the, the, the more dominant cast less accountable. And so we're already socialized into this idea of how we should be. And these type of prayers unlock us, um, unlock us to experience um, who we are, where we are, and to connect to God in that space. Um, And so I believe that's, uh, a one that is really not spoken of or, or talked about, but um, yeah, I, I think that's a easy, so to speak, low hanging fruit uh, way of beginning to to address it. There, there are there are others that um, that I don't think that we we have time to. Um, obviously, being able to be in a safe community where you can talk honestly and openly without judgment uh, is advantageous. But sometimes those are difficult to find. Um, even among us, because there are um, various views, even uh, within our group, on what should happen, what went wrong, da 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 da. And so sometimes that can be more that can be more hurtful right, than healing. Right, right. Um, and so I believe the the personal um, the personal realigning with God um, in honest. An authentic expression is 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 a primary way to start. Yeah, and you know, Brother Riley, he posted a good comment related to that, where he says, you know, lenses should change as we mature in knowledge. And you know, we don't maybe see enough of that, right? We kind of see our lenses becoming more and more narrow, right? They're not necessarily widening and being yeah. more open to what we experience and being able to to challenge our original framework, right? Sure, um, sure, sure. I think we we have the opportunity. Everyone has the opportunity to improve their lens, right? When we're hit with something, Absolutely. when we're hit with these, Dante Wright being shot, when we're hit with, you know, the young officer who who was uh, pulled over, Absolutely. we have the opportunity to to change our state. But what happens is we, we go back to nah. This is <laughs> this is the way. This is what <laughs> I don't know what that, is, I don't know what that was, but that's right. wrong. Right. Which is interesting because um, I know Charles and I had, had shared a video of Pat Robertson who, you know, the 700 Club would be like the pinnacle of like this system that exists. Um, and then for him to say, like his lens shifted, mm-hmm. right? And he's holding up two guns. He was like, how in the world did this officer confuse a taser for her sidearm? Like, I don't see it. And then he went on to say, you know, um, what was it, Chuck? He, he went on to say, uh, you well, know. I was going to play the clip, actually. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because it's real short, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's only a minute long. Let me uh, pull it up. But to see, see him shift his lens, um, I think was interesting. But then uh, there are so many people in that other caste system that have, have invested so much into it that um, they'll turn on the person that they saw as an authority figure once their lens changes. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's really interesting. 
Um, and a great, granted, like you said, like it happens in everyone's system. Sure. Um, sure. But when we're talking about systems of oppression, um, it, it's it's a little different. On the killing of Dante Wright, he did a demonstration on set showing the difference between a gun and a taser. He then said this. I am pro-police, folks. I think we need the police. We need the, their servants, and they do a good job. But if they don't stop this onslaught, they cannot do this. You know, the, the police in Virginia picked up a, a lieutenant in the Army and began to give him trouble. And, and our, our, our state police are highly trained. But why they don't stop this? And this thing is going on in Minnesota, but the Derek Chauvin, I mean, they ought to put him under the jail. He has caused so much trouble by kneeling on the, the death of George Floyd. It's just I mean, on his neck. It's just terrible what's happening. And the police, why don't they open their eyes to what the public relations are? They've got to stop this stuff. Maybe they need more training. Consistent training. I, I don't mean training. The problem is things, but you've got to pay them more. We don't have the the finest in the police department. They, they're low-paid people, uh, Terry. They, they, they don't get adequate. It's not a question of training. It's a question of hiring a, a more superior work workforce, and we are doing it. But we need police. We need them, and we need to honor them, and I'm all for it. But at the same time, we cannot have a bunch of clowns running around who are unpaid and who really are not the best and brightest. We've got to have the best in there. All right. Yeah. So the fact that he was willing to to, to spend some political capital, sure. um, right, sure. Sure. to say, like, because it's getting to him. He's like, look, man. I was with y'all before, <laughs> but but and he still is. He still yeah, is completely. Yeah, let's let's still, be clear. He still, he still yeah, is. <laughs> he ain't switching sides, but he's like no 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 no. Because no, no, no. if you listen clearly to what he said, because like you said, words matter, right? Sure. They are making this hard, right? And like those are his. So it was interesting to hear him say, you know, like they they are making this hard, like they like they doing too much. So it's almost like That's even exactly if you think about like the 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 That's exactly what he's saying, and even I think like of, of like you know from the hood, right? If you got somebody that's on a corner, and they they doing too much on the corner, some people gonna come talk to you like, bro, look, like you blowing up the spot, you making it yeah. hot, man. Like you need to chill out, bro. We you can't you drawing too much attention. That's exactly <laughs> right. Right, and so Pat that's Robinson exactly right. he knows like, but to hear him go like, no, nah, she ain't confused this. Like this was, <laughs> no, no, she didn't do that. He said, yeah. then these guys pull these army officers again, because you can't be pro police and, and not pro, the army. pro military. That's exactly right. And, and exactly so he's right. like, listen, listen, that was a lieutenant in the army. <laughs> That's exactly right. And so I was just like, this is super interesting. Um, and, and that he shifted from, then he they're, goes they're, back they're, to they're his under, silo. Right. He goes right, back to right. his silo. With yeah, yeah. We, we, just, so we gotta pay him we, more. We gotta pay him more. Yes, it's like yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna challenge, but I'm I'm gonna crawl back into my space. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he 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 does he he does a bit of dancing, man. He he does a bit of dancing in that thing. <laughs> but what I, but I think what I, but I do think what is what is shifting is like 
it, sure, yes. it, it is putting a crack in his lens. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And he's like, absolutely. ah, like I'm uncomfortable. Like, I don't know. Like, look, I was okay, you know, before when y'all did, you know, A, B, and C, because then at least we could justify it. You know, this guy running through the woods with a gun. We don't know what happened. Right. But in this case, he's like, listen, uh, this stuff is on TV. This right. man kneeled on his neck. Like yeah, 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 he wasn't yeah, yeah. doing nothing, right? So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are y'all doing, right? Well, I mean, it's, it's like, um, it's like what me and my one of my boys talked. We were we were laughing about, right? Like when Biden became president, it was like basically Biden had his point, and he has maybe a different viewpoint than some of our listeners. But his point is like Biden had become president to get the races in line to be more uh, uh, not so open. Like, what are y'all doing? We're not supposed to be out here lynching people no more. You just deny their credit. You deny their mortgage. What are y'all doing? Stop. Stop. We got to. We're doing too much. We're doing too we much. We're doing too much. Right? You're blowing up the spot. Come on, man. Like, and that's and I think that's exactly what happened. Um, if you follow politics, the people who were like, you doing too much were the people who like you already had that one group on the left, so to speak. Right. Who was against it because it's it's left and right, whatever. But the people within the GOP who would say, you're doing too much, but they didn't vote to impeach. Mm-hmm. Right? Right, right. But they're like, you're doing too much, but maybe he learned his lesson. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he learned his lesson. You know, he, he won't do it again. That's kind of like, where's the accountability? And I think that's what, sure, sure, you know, sure. that's what we need is, is just accountability. Yeah. Because if we had that, then you wouldn't have people running them up. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a lot. You know, I think one of the things that we have done um um yeah, the, yeah. yeah I I'm yeah. I'm not discrediting his his the the crack the the benefit of him at least acknowledging the crack. Um you know, this thing is layered and this is kind of going back to the point that initially made. I I believe this is why getting small wins is incredibly important because mm-hmm. when you try when you try to take on the realities of how intentional how established and how delusional mm-hmm. the existence of the system is it's just overwhelming and so if you are going to exp- if you are going to live with some semblance of health wellness so on and so forth, right? You got to get small wins. You you, you got to get small wins. I mean, it's just the reality of it. And so, <laughs> you, you no one is going to live in seasons of losing without learning how to redefine what winning is. Right, right, right. You just don't. Um, and 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 that's I shared a message about that. What to do when you're in a losing season? Um, and um, from Hebrews chapter eleven, like. Not everybody sees their faith rewarded. Some people see only experienced losses because of their faith. And mm. so how do you how do you live out your faith when it's only going to result in losses here? You got to redefine what a win is. Right? You got to redefine what a win is and and live uh, trusting that your wins here are expressions of your trust for the ultimate win that that he has accomplished um and that he will uh grant as 
our reward to those who uh, have followed, um, who have followed him. So, yeah. So what are we gonna do, man? What are we gonna do? We, I mean, we got. We have to. Um, we just have, have to, to come continue back, to to <laughs> right. We gotta. We just gotta bring you back so we can continue. <laughs> continue. Continue to break down this uh, bad theology. It is true. You know, I, I do like the, the small win, you know, mentality and, and that sort of thing. But I think the Zig's question is 100%. What do we do in the, in the, in the here and now? We know it's going to happen the thereafter. I think we're, you know, we're holding on and trusting that, you know, that will that's the complete, like you said, form of justice and restitution and reparation. But in, in, in this life now, what, what do I do? So, so there, I think again, part of the healing is coming to terms with your humanity. So like there, there are some small things that you can do um, that in understanding what the system is, for example, if you're at work and some injustice, I was actually just dealing with, a, talking with a friend uh, who is experiencing some injustice and, um, you know, even within the military, like go figure, right. Yeah. Uh, this, this, this delusion that, that racism is not in the military, but that's again, a whole nother discussion, but experiencing that and kind of just talking him through how to keep his job and at the same time confront. Mm. Like, so, I'm not going to just lay down and just accept what you said. Now, mm-hmm. fine, it may not change, but I just want you to know that I I disagree and I'm not a and I'm not agreeing to this. Yeah, right? I just so, want to I mean, myself. It is, and I can attest to it that it is probably one of the most freeing things yeah. that I have done in years. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, I know my mom's watching too. One of the other things that I did. Uh, years and years and years ago, um, you know, what I started to notice as I grew emotionally um, and as my emotional intelligence expanded, I wrote a letter to every last one of my family members uh, and said, you know, kind of like, this is where I am um, and this is where we are. And And I mailed it. And they all got their letters. And again, what they did with them, you know, is it's not my, you know, of, of no concern to me because all you can do is show someone, right? Sure. And it's the same thing, you know, when I talked about, like, I, you know, I, I went through that too, where I was stressed and anxious mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and just feeling like depressed. And, you know, I had to realize like, you know, this stress and anxiety, it doesn't belong to me. It was put on me. Mm-hmm. Let mm-hmm. me... Uh, tell this person who put it there um, that it put there, that it was put there, you know, and uh, one of my favorite pastors, uh, God rest his soul, uh, Pastor uh, PC Willis uh, used to say, you know, when you hold animosity in, it's like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. Mm. Right. Because they're walking around not oblivious, right. They're doing these things sometimes intentionally, uh, sometimes unintentionally, but they mm-hmm. never know how you feel or what you're going through. And so you hear you are carrying it um, and they're kind of ignorant to kind of what's taking place. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, absolutely, man. I agree a hundred percent, you know, this, that, 
is probably one of the most freeing things you can do um, is to, and again, confrontation looks different for everybody. Absolutely. Um, but to, to tell someone, you know, Hey, you know, I didn't like that or I, or simply I disagree. Um, you know, and it, I think those small wins absolutely um, will get you definitely to a place where you can, um, quote unquote, you know, uh, unload. No, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and and a part of and a part of getting to those wins is again feeling your feelings. Um, you 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 can't um come to those places without you know acknowledging. Okay, not only this is where I feel, this is how I feel. But I've also got to be able to address honestly my hate. Like I've got to be also able to address my hypocrisy. So like mm-hmm. all of that is a part of it. It's not denying that you flawed too, like them, but it's it's giving yourself the space to actually begin to wrestle with those things and address those. So I think those are things that can be done at a personal level. And many times, again, I think this this sound almost sounds like a dead beating a, a, a horse. It's not dead yet. But uh, the the importance of getting some help, like see a counselor, <laughs> please like, go get you a good counselor. <laughs> there so, you go. Uh, it, it's uh, you know so that that those are personal things you can do at a communal level. Um, there are there are activities that can be done where we have a more begin to discuss this in community as as church and begin to say okay hey what is the one thing that as a church we have a passion for specifically uniquely have a passion for and how can we use where god has placed our dna as a body to bring more justice in this area Mm. for for our for our community or whatever the case that may be so again being as niched and specific as possible so that you can again begin to see those small wins in that area as well um at a so at at a more institutional level i mean like you just got to get in politics like Mm. and i don't know if everybody is that's everybody's calling um that ain't everybody assignment so at some level you you got to know kind of where your limitations and 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 lines are and and honor those boundaries um for wherever god has um wherever god has assigned you um yeah yes all right well we, we appreciate you dropping them gems man right Amen. For, for, thank you for coming by for part two of dot 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 <laughs> right right you're gonna be a reoccurring reoccurring guest we appreciate the the, the knowledge that you bring both from um you know, all of your background from uh, Christianity to, to race to everything in between. I think it's, it's a great conversation that we need to continue to have because we continue to live in a, in a society that puts this pressure of race and injustice and continues in some cases to uphold that standard. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's up to these type of conversations to to call it out and say, no, that's not the standard. No, that's not the way things should be. And give us guidance to do to deal with everything that's happened, so that we don't fear the bad news. Yeah. Oh no, you ain't gonna end it like that. I see what you're trying to do. You see what I'm trying to do. <laughs> we ain't gonna fear the bad news. All right, because yeah, uh, you know, I absolutely agree with you, man. Um, hundred um, percent. This is definitely a different way to help us keep our heart and mind focused on the Lord. 
Yes, sir. I see. I see. I see. And always, always trusting God. Always. And with that being said, we are three Christian brothers today. I appreciate you sticking with us. Go catch the replay. Like, subscribe, rewind the tape. Because he got something for you whack pastors out here pushing his bad theology. Pick up your cross. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. We out. Y'all be blessed. Peace. Blessings.